0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDSC.
1: Welcome to the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization Called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S dot com, 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, brought to you by Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Baseball Together Podcast, baseball family. I am Brad, and as always, I am joined by Brig. What is up, baseball family? Well, this week, baseball family, we have quite a bit to talk about. We're going to get into a number of things, but we're going to start with a very special hire by the San Francisco Giants to their uh, their major league coaching staff. We're going to talk about the swift arm of the law that is Major League Baseball. And then we're going to reach into the old mailbag. So let's go ahead and get started. First, this just happened today. We're recording on Thursday. Um, We'll talk about that a little bit later. But we're recording Thursday. And this came down today, Brig. And I think it's pretty awesome. The Giants hired Alyssa... I'm probably going to say it wrong. Nakin? 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 I've been saying knacken, okay, knacken. That's probably right. There's two K's. I don't know. Yeah, and that's what I think. But I don't know. Anyways, so she's going to be on the Giants' major league coaching staff. She's the first woman to be on a big league coaching staff. Now, Brig, when we uh, I sent this to you, I mean, as soon as I saw it. Yeah. And the point that you brought up was, well, maybe she's not, but. But the Yankees they have a woman coaching in their minor league system, is that right? Correct. Yeah, she's on the hit, she's a hitting coach. Okay. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly what Alyssa's going to be doing. She's going to be um helping with assist uh with uh, as a hitting coach. She's going to be helping out in the outfield assisting the the first base coach. And I even saw that she's going to be throwing some BP. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. This is
0: so like the most exciting thing right now. Um and I feel like baseball needs this win. Doesn't matter what's going on. In the rest of baseball, mm-hmm. this is long overdue, and it's about time we started accepting qualified women into these positions because they are going to bring so much more benefit than I think
1: any of us even expect or hoped for. That's right. So yeah, she was a she was a three time all conference first baseman. Um, she was a conference scholar athlete of the year in 2012, and then earned a master's degree in sports management from the University of San Francisco in 2015. Yeah, um, and 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 she did that while she was interning with the baseball operations department with the Giants in 2014. So just amazing! She's no dummy. She knows she knows the game. Yeah, I think the Giants did a great job here. I mean, not just the fact that they're hiring a woman, but I think she seems like she's, I mean, qualified. I mean, she's been yeah. working in the game for a while.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that she's a woman. I just think that's exciting. I think she's qualified. Mm-hmm. I think she's capable, and I think she's as deserving as anybody else for the position. It just happens to be novel, and that's exciting, and let's celebrate it. But then let's also remember that she's perfectly suited for the role.
1: Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. And and I, I hope that she's the first of many, because I know there are plenty of women out there who know the game, who can coach, yeah. who deserve opportunity.
0: Absolutely. I 100% agree. In fact, we are... We have been discussing women in baseball for some time, and there's more to come on that uh, right here on this podcast. That's what you call a tease. <laughs>
1: that is a good old tease. So, so we had a hiring today, right? A coaching staff hiring, but there was a signing just yesterday, a big signing. Um, a major, A major free agent was yeah. hanging out on the market and finally got picked up. Josh Donaldson got picked up by the Twins. Yep. He got a four year ninety two million dollar deal with the twins. Um Brig, do you think that he's gonna have a major impact on that on that team in general? Uh yeah, it'd be amazing if he didn't, actually. And that's that's the thing, they're they're an offensive minded team, right? And it's just yeah. another big bat that they're adding. So Yep. Yeah, and and I actually think he's he's a plus defensively too. I mean he's not what he was, you know, five, six years ago when he was even with the A's. Right. right? But at the same time, I do feel like he's going to be an upgrade for most guys you have at that position.
0: Yeah, well, and he's going to bring leadership and experience and a whole bunch of other intangibles that I think are some of the most important things. Yep, he just exactly happens right. to also be capable ball player still. You know, it's not like it's not like Dustin Pedroia, who's got all of the intangibles coming out his eyeballs. Yeah. And is you know and is one of the best guys to have on the bench and in the mm-hmm. clubhouse, but he can't do anything for you on the field. This is not what they're getting with Josh Donaldson. I think that's exciting.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's it's kind of crazy too, right? Because he had that he he kind of parted away with the, with the Blue Jays, and then he went on that one that one year deal with the Braves. You know, they call it a prove it deal because yep. you've got one year where you can prove that basically prove that you can still play and contribute like you, like you said as a capable ball player. And he definitely did that, yeah, right. And so, the, yeah. so the twins decided to bring him. And he was waiting for a bigger deal, but the market just—I don't think the market was right for it with what he was wanting. Yeah, um, I think this was the most he was going to get from anybody, and I think that's why he took it.
0: Well, and there are too many other third basemen that are more qualified uh, to earn bigger. Right, Nolan Arenado, Chris Bryant—those are just two names that are, you know, deserving of some pretty heavy investment. So. I think he got a good deal. I think he's going to end up on a great team. Now the question is, what does that mean for those two guys I've just mentioned? And on top of that, what is Camargo going to do on the hot corner in Atlanta? He's the only guy they have left there mm-hmm. playing third base in Atlanta, and I don't
1: think he's ready. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could just see the Braves take a step back this year is what it could be. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. I know the Nats lost some, lost Rendon. Um, and so, the, I don't know. Maybe they could make a deal for somebody, but I just – I don't know. I don't know what the Nats well, is going to look like next year. The Atlanta's got the money. they got all
0: bunch of cap space. They could do whatever they want, basically. They could go get Arenado. They could get KB. They could do whatever they want, but they've got to do something. Because in 2019, Camargo, who's the only other third baseman they have left – he. He was uh, his OPS was two seventy nine, oof. So, as far as offensive production, that's I mean that's real bad. <laughs> well, uh,
1: his it was his on base it was that was his on base percentage. His OPS is six sixty three, which isn't a whole lot better. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Sorry, yeah. I read that wrong. No, that's fine. But yeah, no, I, I totally get the picture you're painting though, because either way, that's not good. Mm-mm. He's not. He's not nope. good offensively. They're going to need to do something, but the thing is, is if they were to go get Rendon or Rendon, if they were to go get Arenado <laughs> or uh, or Bryant, they've got to trade. So they've got to trade assets, and both of those teams are going to be wanting. I mean, they're going to be. They're not going to accept scrubs in return. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely, yeah, it's that's tough. I mean, I would think that the. I mean, I I don't know if they would do this, but I I would imagine that Dansby Swanson would have to be in some kind of package deal for somebody. Mm.
0: Oh, interesting. You know, even
1: though both teams have their shortstop of the future. Yeah, but I mean, you we've seen it happen plenty of times in the past that you can you can move a shortstop to third base and he's just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So th- those plenty be, of times. those will be some interesting <laughs> transactions to keep an eye on. Um, I I've, I've actually been watching those guys pretty closely and I did see a headline this week that said that Arenado was more likely to be moved than Lindor and Betts. No way. I mean I think that's interesting. It's
0: I also think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think Arenado wants to be in Colorado anymore. But I don't think Why would he want to be in Colorado? Yeah, but so. I don't think Mookie Betts has a problem with Boston. I think he loves Boston. I think he loves this team, loves the town. And I think that Lindor's the same in Cleveland. I don't think there's a beef there. But I think Arenado wants to leave Denver. That's
1: what I think. I agree. And and most guys, after they've been there for a while, kind of do. Yeah. Because they're a flash in the pan team, you know? Yeah. Like, they'll – I feel like they're one of those teams that they'll make the playoffs and they'll take a step back. They'll kind of work their way back up and make the playoffs and then they'll step back. Because they were 71-91 last year, and that's not going to be a whole lot of fun in a place where you're getting snow the first month of the Ugh. season. And the last. So Not good. I can't imagine somebody like him would want to stick around for too long.
0: No, he needs a boogie. He's got a team option or yep. a, or something right now in his contract. He, or at the, maybe it's the end of this year. I can't remember if it's right now. I think it's at the end of the 2020 season that he
1: has an option. But He has. Let me look at it real quick here. Uh, I don't. Oh, he can opt out after the 2021 season.
0: Oh, it's not till 2021? Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, so he has to get traded then. Well, yeah. that could be really advantageous to the guys in Denver. Yes. It really could be um, because he's going to pull a lot uh, for his trade. I mean, it's going to draw a lot
1: in that deal, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that, that GMs like is club control, right? Yeah. So they have... A guaranteed two years of club control. Yeah, if they get him now. So you can you can demand quite a bit with a guy of his caliber with two years of club control. Yeah, yep. It's gonna be exciting. It is. It is. I I love trades. Like I don't know what it is. The last <laughs> few years I've gotten to where I like I like trades and uh, free agent signings, and it's like really the part that gets me so excited during the off season. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> it's so yeah, fun. That is fun. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about this short arm of the law that is MLB. Hey, babe, I'm headed to concessions. Do you want me to grab you something?
0: Yeah, anything, whatever you're getting.
1: Okay, I saw a burger. I'll probably grab that.
0: Mm, no, that doesn't sound good.
1: Okay, I think there's barbecue, probably some nachos. Uh,
0: I don't think I want either of those either, Um, but just get me anything.
1: <sighs> what do you want?
0: Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier.
1: Okay, I can do that.
0: Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We have got to talk just briefly, but we've got to talk about the Astros' punishments and the way Major League Baseball decided to come down on them and uh, maybe a little bit of what might come next. But there's been a bunch of craziness
1: this week, and it got real crazy. I feel like we hit peak crazy today. Don't you think, Brad? Yeah, it kind of feels like everything hit the fan today. It was like uh, we got to, I mean, spoiler alert, got to the Beltran firing, Mm -hmm. and it was like somebody just decided to dump on Twitter. It's like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Everything. Yeah. So hopefully we've hit the we've hit the peak of this and we're going to start coming down from it but at the same time it's so much fun that I don't know. We'll see. So let just so everybody knows this all kind of got started when
0: uh Major League Baseball released their you know, investigative findings into the 2017 Astros cheating scandal for sign stealing using electronic means. They broke the rules, they need to be punished. It began with General Manager Jeff Lunau now, and Field Manager AJ Hinch being suspended for a year, they got a five million dollar fine to the club in Houston. They were stripped of their first and second round draft picks for both the 2020 and the 2021 drafts, and that's where it stopped.
1: Now, that, yeah, that was the extent of the MLB, yeah, uh, the MLB punishment.
0: So then, what el- what what happened then is. The Houston Astros owner, Jim Crane, fired both Jeff Lunau and A.J. Hinch. And then we all sat around for a couple of days waiting for what was going to happen to Alex Cora.
1: Not Well, hold on, hold on. Let's stop there for just a minute. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about those firings real quick. Okay. So those came really, really fast after the punishment was handed down. Yeah. Like, I got the the notification on my phone about the punishment. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I know is those two were fired. And that made me honestly wonder um if Manfred was like, okay, I'm gonna hand down these suspensions, but you need to fire these guys. I'm gonna let you have some organizational control yeah. and do it yourself. There you go. I can see that. I, I'm I'm curious if that's what happened there. That makes perfect sense to me. And uh and it got me thinking, you know, seeing that those two guys got fired, Brig, do you think either one of those guys is ever gonna work? In baseball again. I think that of the
0: two of them, Jeff Lou now stands the best chance. And here's why. Because in Major League Baseball's punishment, in its, in its investigative findings in the report, it says that Jeff Lou now is going to receive the equivalent of what, you know, remedial management and leadership training. Which leads mm-hmm. me to believe that he's going to be accepted back into the fold at some point.
1: Okay. Yeah, I could see that. That's and the only he's, reason. He's I a say really that. good GM too.
0: He's a really good GM. He's kind of, you know, in part he's responsible for some of this advanced analytics that we've got going on and some of the behind the scenes uh-huh. magic that happens in baseball right now. He was at the forefront of that when it all started. So that's right. You know, I'm just, I don't know. That's that's why I feel like uh, AJ Hinch though. I'm not sure he'll ever work in baseball again.
1: Maybe I I think it would be more likely to go the opposite direction. Let me tell you why. Just real quick tell me why Brad <laughs> Lou now threw everybody under the bus on his way out the door yeah he said I didn't have anything to do with this this was players and low level employees
0: yeah, that's true
1: um that seems pretty insulting and I don't know how many people are gonna want to have him around mm. um and hinch i I don't I don't see him ever being a manager again. No. Because clearly he does not have control of his clubhouse.
0: Right. And no backbone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could see him being like a bench coach. Yeah. Or a base coach. Or a college coach. Or a college. Uh, I don't know if I'd bring a guy like that into my college. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> you don't know, right? Some Division Two
1: desperate school. You don't know. Maybe. It's true. It's true. I would just, if I was a college, I'd be worried about NCAA violations. Yeah. That's valid. You know. But I could see him, I could see somebody bringing him on and be like, okay, this is your role. Do not step outside of these bounds. You are basically on probation. Yeah. You know, I could see something like that happening with Hinch. Um, But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he never worked in baseball again either. Yeah.
0: No, I I wouldn't be either. Now, let me, I got to pause us for a minute, okay? Okay. Because you said something that I think is shared among lots of people. In the baseball fan world that you, there's been a lot of craziness, especially today. And while it is exciting, I don't think it's fun. Personally, I know I might be the only one feeling this way, but I think that yeah. in in some way, like we could see I we're watching Rome burn right now. And I don't want to take delight in the burning of Rome. You know what I mean? I don't think it's Yeah, And I get that. I don't think it's fun. Anyway, so what I'm saying is it's tempting. We like to see the big guys fall. We, you know, it's it's human nature to watch these guys take a beating and get knocked down a peg. And this is all human psychology, and that's why we're enjoying it so much, which is fine, but especially because these guys got caught cheating, right? And they, they took away from us the thing that we hold dear. That mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, it's not good. But at the same time, like... I'm just—I guess I'm just having to remind myself that I love talking about this, but I got to do it with some dignity, you know. So I hope that—I yeah. hope that Major League Baseball does it with dignity. I hope that we can do it t- with dignity. I hope that uh, the players and the fans can continue to conduct themselves with some dignity. That's all I'm saying. Public disclosure or public service announcement from Brig. That's all.
1: Can I, can I tell you why why I think it's fun? Yeah, of of and it is fun. I don't disagree with you, but tell me. So the, this is this is the reason and like you're talking about, you know, Rome burning. Yeah. And one of the reasons that it that it's fun for me is because it creates storylines for the season. Oh, yeah. It, it draws interest. Like you're going everybody's going to want to watch the Astros and you're not just going to watch them, you're going to pay attention to their statistics. Yeah, that's true. Right? Because we had today, we had it come out today, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but we had it come out today, somebody was accusing um, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman of wearing a wire. Yeah. Telling them, you know, what pitch was coming.
0: With a buzzer. And Yeah.
1: Yeah, with a buzzer. Now, if they don't have any assistance, if they don't have somebody banging on a trash can, Doug Funny, um, if they don't have a buzzer in their armpit or wherever it was, telling them what pitch to come would come. I heard on a podcast today that basically your your batting average could go up 150 to 200 points based on knowing what pitch is coming. Oh yeah, no, totally. So we should see those guys. We should see their batting averages drop considerably this next year. Yeah, because the other thing is based on everything we've heard this week, you know, players talking about, you know, uh, Logan Morrison specifically was saying when I was in Seattle, which was 2014, 2015. Yeah. He's like, we heard it. We didn't know exactly what was going on. We figured they were cheating, but we didn't know for sure. We didn't have any way to prove it. Yeah. So we should see a dip this year, and that's and that's the thing that's fun fun for me is it creates so much interest that people who may not necessarily watch baseball this year, they're interested. Yeah. They're at least interested in the Astros, which is fine. It is fine, you know, but it's, yeah, it's great. It's bringing more. It's bringing more eyes to the sport, and that's what. That's what's fun for me. Is I just I love the storylines that come with sport, and that's and that's really what it is for me.
0: I feel you, and and I I can get behind that one hundred percent.
1: And I also like chaos, but that's just me.
0: Who ev- listen? Everybody likes chaos <laughs> a little bit, especially when it doesn't reach out and touch you, right? If you can if you can be a part of the chaos or feel a part of the chaos without getting mm-hmm. burned, you're good. That that's a that's a, that's a good place to be. That's I'm right. just saying. I just that's think. Exactly right. I just think we should remember. That, uh, you know, this is not the end of the storyline, and it might get a little dirtier. It might get a little heavier before it's over. I don't know. It could. Anyway, this is, that was Back good. To Back to the storyline. Back to the storyline. So Alex Cora, he is the subject of an ongoing investigation by Major League Baseball for his implications in the 2018 sign-stealing scandal with the Boston Red Sox, who was his inaugural year as a rookie manager and we all wondered is he going to get fired before or after MLB releases its investigative findings and I thought for sure that they would wait to release Alex Cora that they would not separate him from the ball club until after because Mm -hmm. I thought there would be some sort of you know like unlawful termination thing but it turns out, you know, I I feel like I said that I had I I thought that, huh? I wonder what's going to happen. Had a conversation with some friends about it who are Red Sox fans, and then, and yes, I have Red Sox fans friends, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I turned around and boom, they have agreed to part ways
1: amicably. <laughs> well and i saw that i laughed because the first thing that came to mind is i could just i could just see uh like high and bloom be like alex can you come to my office please uh hold on skip i've about got my office cleaned out okay thanks good talk good good talk that's how mutual it was <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah man he's like yeah i know i'm getting fired yeah you do okay we'll we'll see you around all
0: right good talk. <laughs> no when you when you when you texted me that i told tiffany and we laughed and, laughed, and <laughs> laughed just till we peed ourselves you know we were so happy so funny uh and and it's sad and you know you know this is this is crazy but but i mean i think that's the best choice for the ball club and the brand and you know what i mean like they've got to distance oh, yeah. themselves and that's what happened today too
1: yep yeah, and to be honest with you, like I I don't think Cora is going to work in baseball ever again. No, no, no. I do not think he will. And he was a guy who for years people were saying Alex Cora needs a job. He's going to be a great manager and you know he was, but also I guess he was great at espionage. Yeah, you know. So So,
0: yeah. <sighs> it just That's uh just, it's crazy, Yeah. Man. I mean, I'm with you, man. Uh
1: I see a lifetime ban coming down on Alex Cora and uh so real quick were you okay with the punishments that were handed down do you think they were too lenient too harsh um just right what do you, what do you think about those i th- they're way too lenient for me okay like way way
0: uh i actually i wrote an article about it on uh for you know baseballtogether.com so if you guys want to go check it out you should baseballtogether.com but i think that uh you know if i was commissioner <laughs> man, man, I'd have swung the friggin hammer, I'm telling you, uh much harder than than Rob did, Rob,
1: yeah, Rob, that guy, okay,
0: so I have actually a nine point sort of list of things I would have done <laughs> if I was the commissioner, <laughs> and i I agree with the five million dollar fine I think because that's a maximum allowable so I mean what are you going to do so I agree with five million dollar right. fine um, but then another one of mine is that I would I would make them ineligible to participate in the 2020 draft altogether and then I would strip them of the first three round draft the first second and third round draft picks in 2021 Um, mm. and then the the one season suspensions too, too weak for me so I have different opinions on that in my list for both Lunow and Hinch, uh, and I think they're different. I think that Jeff Lunau deserves a different punishment uh, time suspension from baseball than A.J. Hinch does, and I've got that detailed. So anyway, go to BaseballTogether.com, and you can look at my nine-point comprehensive bullet list. But one thing I will caveat to my list is we learned today that Rob Manfred granted immunity to the players that stepped forward and told the story. So yeah, that, and yeah. that And that was his little investigative tactic to make sure that he got the truth, which is, I, I mean, that is a legitimate tactic that, that you can use during the course of an investigation. I think it was extremely lenient. I'm talking, if, if it were me, the first three to five guys that come forward and tell me the truth, you guys get immunity. Ready, go. Everybody else yeah. burned at the stake kind of a thing, you know, like... <laughs> You know, I mean, because what we're talking about here is a violation of the integrity of baseball. And yeah. I know that sounds yeah. sanctimonious and a little holier than thou, and I got it. But I'm telling you, you you know, precedence has been set in the past. My, my ire, you know, my, my feelings on the matter are not without prior precedent. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, when players have violated the integrity of baseball... The hammer came down, baby, and it did not yet this time. And I'm
1: upset. Yeah, and I hear that. And the way that I feel about it is, I feel like this was the baseline. This was as lenient as he could have gone. Yep. Right? Yes. One year suspensions, taking away a couple draft picks, and the maximum $5 million. I honestly, I was like, I was okay with it just because they're the first team to really do it like this. You know? Hmm. Like. Said uh, said this is the this is the standard. This is the first-time offender. This is what they get, okay? But honestly, I would have been okay with anything up to lifetime bans and vacating the title. Well, Which of course, vacating the title does not mean the Dodgers get it. Does no. not mean the Yankees get it. It no. means that 2017 there was no title. However, this is the other thing about that is I don't think that really works. They do it in college. Right? Vaca- vacating entitled doesn't really work yeah they've done it in college but at the same time like reggie bush still won the heisman trophy he doesn't have one in his garage but he still won it (laughs) you know where he hangs uh, out gosh who was it? who was it the memphis lost to that but you can vacate a title and say that it didn't happen but everybody people have memories yeah of course you know like it's it's you're gonna see the the gap in in the in the book like, oh, who won the title in 2017? Well, the Astros won it, but it was vacated. Oh, so the Astros won it? Yeah. Okay, okay, but, hold on. Don't, wouldn't that
0: draw attention to it? Well, like, how come, who, because, so I think of my daughter, and, and I think mm-hmm. when she looks back on this, and she, she's, she's going to ask me about it. Like, I go to my right. dad, and I go to my father-in-law, and I say, okay, what happened with Pete Rose? And they go, all right, let me tell you. You know? yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to experience as well. When our kids and grandkids get to a certain age, they're going to say, all right, what what happened with steroids? And then they're going to ask us, what happened with the cheating and science stealing?" And we're going to explain it to them. Yeah. And if there's not a title on the books, then it will be a ready-made lesson and a ready-made example every single time that conversation is had. So I don't think mm. actually vacating the title is a pretty good idea.
1: Yeah. For that reason. I think if it comes out that this whole buzzing wire thing, I think if that's real, then you've got a couple lifetime bands coming down and possibly a uh, a title uh, vacation.
0: Absolutely. Now, but, but hold on. Here's extra reasoning, because if Manfred said, okay, you guys were using the camera in center field, right? Yep. And you're relaying it to the video replay room, right? Yep. Okay. And you're banging on the trash can, right? Okay. Now, I, I gave you... An opportunity to tell me the whole story, and now here we go. A week after I release my investigative findings and come down with punishment, I'm getting more to the story. Burn 'em at the stake, right? Like, well, burn I actually it down. read
1: something today that said that, so. Jose Altuba actually already came out and he denied it. Oh, and the and the article that I read that that talked about that said that they asked about the wire because that was something that I guess they knew about. And it was they denied it, and they weren't able to find any proof. So if it comes out, like I said, that it's true, then yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know. So when I wrote my article about what should happen, I didn't know
1: about the wire thing. Well, at I, that point, it was a joke because I told you yeah. about it. We were laughing about it, and I was yeah. kind of like, "Well, I don't know." But then it came out. I was like, "Oh, wow!" <laughs> yeah, today it all happened today yeah. because yeah. because apparently
0: players. To be named later, I don't know, are using burner accounts on Twitter to air their grievances and their dirty laundry.
1: Yeah, and that's something Kevin Durant did in the NBA. He would use burner accounts to respond to to people who are talking trash on him on Twitter. Okay. So that's so burner accounts aren't really anything new, but it's a thing. And actually, the Philadelphia 76ers, their GM got fired for using burner accounts and basically defending decisions and releasing player health information.
0: Holy moly.
1: Yeah. Burner counts are a big thing.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I know they exist, but, but I'm saying that uh, that's crazy. I did not know that. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Talk about somebody who's never going to work in a sport again, man.
0: Yeah. right. That's fact. That's a fact. Uh, or any other position of responsibility. Um, yeah. Anyway, but this, this is like, man, I don't know. This all came down today.
1: I, I'm still I'm struggling to process it all, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it is a lot. And it's crazy, crazy stuff. And I'm sure we'll learn more over the weekend. This could just be the tip of the iceberg as far as what we're gonna find out about this stuff. Sure. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. We're we might end up doing an emergency podcast next week. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, let's just do it anyway. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, let's go ahead and take another quick break. When we get back, we're going to reach into the mailbag. The mailbag. (laughs) Hey, Mike, Catherine, those
0: are some cool T-shirts you guys have. Thanks, man. Yeah, I got it from 9plusus.com. They have tons of great baseball designs.
1: Yeah, I wear my 9plusus clothing all the time. My favorite, Jim Tank, says diamonds are everyone's best friend. And my go-to shirt for barbecue says a hot dog at the ballpark is better than steak at the Ritz. Wow, I love
0: that. Right? Isn't that so cool? Yeah, I also got this snapback from 9 Plus Us. It's, they're really the greatest stuff. Well, I'm going to have to do some shopping after this batter. What was that site again? So yeah, it's 9plusus.com. So the number 9, right? 9 players on the field, plus us. So 9, the number 9, L U S. Us.com.
1: Shop9plus S dot com. Apparel for game day and every day. Welcome back from the Break Baseball Family. So we had we had some mailbag questions come in this last week. Um and we thought that rather than letting them build up too much, we would get into those so we can give them the time that they deserve. So Let's go ahead and get into the first one here. This one is from Rob C. It says, who's at the top of your underrated players list? Brig, who's at the top of your list? Man, that's a great question. I actually have three players
0: on my underrated player list. So I'll start <laughs> with my pitcher. Okay. Um, I have a one pitcher, two position players. So my pitcher, my most underrated pitcher, I think, is Kyle Hendricks, plays for the Chicago Cubs. 2019 was his fourth full season in the game. That's important, okay? Mm-hmm. He pitched 177 innings. It was 31 games. And his lifetime ERA now sits at 314, which I feel like is respectable. That is. um, Especially because he's not a velocity guy, right? He's throwing, like, mm-hmm. in the 80s. He'll break into the 90s every once in a while. But it's not – he's not he's throwing gas. But he's still striking guys out. He had 160 Ks in 2019. But the thing that makes him special is the combination of all those things. Not a velocity guy, throwing strikes still. Not a ton of strikes, but plenty. Justin Verlander threw like 300 in 2019. So 150 Ks is plenty, yeah. especially if
1: you're able to generate ground balls and pop and fly outs. You know what I mean? Well, and if you're only going six innings a game, what's the average? Yeah. you know. So, yeah, that's I think that's respectable. Kyle Hendricks. Cool. So I have a pitcher on my list as well. Oh, yeah. Talk to me. So, and I'm biased, but part of the reason I know who this guy is is because he's a Mariner. Okay. Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. Just kidding. No. Legitimately, though, Marco Gonzalez. Okay. Okay. He started last season, his first like five starts. I was like, he's going to be an all star. There's no way. In fact, he might win a Cy Young. And then, you know, the Mariners fell off a cliff and. He didn't get any yeah. support, you know, defensively. There's a whole bunch of errors, and but then he came back up at the end of the season. So he led the league in starts last year. He started 34 games. Okay. okay. This wow. is this is a guy who, when he he got traded uh, to the Mariners from St. Louis in uh, in 2017, mm-hmm. and he had. I believe he had Tommy John surgery. I'm I'm looking to double check to make sure, but I'm pretty sure he had Tommy John surgery while he's with wow. the Cardinals. And so okay. he's come back and he's only he's going to be 28 this season. Okay. Okay. So his best season so far has been 2018. This is his first full season with in the bigs. 29 starts, wow. 4.0 ERA on a bad team. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I've got to use that. You know, he had he did have a complete game, which I feel like is an accomplishment not only in the big leagues these days, but also for a guy coming off TJ. Yeah, 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 for sure. And a young guy, right? Yeah, yeah, a young guy. Like I said, he was twenty six that season. Right. He's consistent at nine at at about nine hits per game, but he's given up that season. He gave up less than one home run per nine, which I feel like is another big thing in the big leagues these days. And that season he was striking out just under eight. Now his numbers dipped just a little bit, but he also had a bigger sample size. He had five more starts right. and pitched about forty more innings. Wow. That's a big change. Yeah, so this season, I think I think he's gonna be a guy to watch. He's gonna anchor the Mariners pitching staff. Um I'm gonna say right now that he's gonna make the all star team. He's he's that good of a pitcher. But nobody Ooh. knows about him. A because he's in Seattle, and B, he's really young. Really young. Jeez. As a pitcher, he made his major league debut at 22. Did I mention that? Uh, no. Yeah, wow. He, yeah. So, so I think I think he's my most underrated pitcher. That's a pretty good one, man. I like that. All right, give me one of your I underrated like position players.
0: Okay. Um, Josh Bell.
1: That's a great one.
0: Josh Bell. Okay, now I know he got way more attention in 2019 than he's ever had, but let's not forget that 2020 is his fourth full season. Mm-hmm. That's it, just his fourth.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so for him to be getting this much attention is pretty cool anyway. Okay, so here are his 20, 2019 numbers. Okay, steady improvement. So 20 in in 2018, he hit 261, and then it went to 277 in 2019. Now, that's nice. In 2018, his OPS was 768 and in 2019 it went to 936. So, I'm expecting wow. I'm expecting the same kind of jumps in 2020 and I think we're going to see big things out of Josh Bell. He's What about you?
1: Sorry, real quick, Josh Bell is a great player. I remember watching him when he first came up. And yeah. he is impressive. He he's a very, very good player. Okay.
0: Who you got, Brad?
1: That's my analysis. He's very, very good. Yeah, that's solid.
0: <laughs> I agree with you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: my underrated position player is uh is Andrelton Simmons with the Angels. Oh yeah. So he has Five gold gloves, four top 15 MVP finishes, guess how many all-star games he has. Wait, wait, he has five gold gloves? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. No way, are you serious? True story, two with Atlanta, three with uh, with the Angels.
0: Okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he's been in the league eight years, seven full seasons. Wow. And last year he only played 103 games, but guess how many all-star games he has? In eight seasons? Yeah, seven full seasons. Don't tell me it's six or seven. Zero. Big fat zero for five. No way. Sorry, four-time gold glover.
0: Okay, so he's got four gold gloves, but he's never been to an all-star game.
1: Never been to an all-star game, and he's finished top 15 in the MVP three times. Three times, sorry. Get out of town. Yeah, and he's (laughs) never been an all-star, and... I think this year he's finally going to get some recognition playing next to Rendon, or Rendon will just overshadow him, but wow. um, but no, like defensively, he's a star. Like he is fantastic defensively. He's average wow. offensively, which I'm fine with. Yeah, me too. If you've got a guy like Mike Trout and you've got Otani in your in your lineup, I'm fine with an average offensive player. He's not below average by any means. His war uh, this last year, he had a two point one war, which is fine. Yeah. But like I said, if if you're a guy on defense who's not giving up runs and you've got Trout and Otani and then now Rendon in your lineup. Yeah. You're fantastic. Oh, and by the way, Dude. he's also got a platinum glove.
0: Jeez. Okay. That's a great one. That's a that's yeah. like a really great one.
1: <laughs> so he's my he's my underrated position player. All right, give me your other underrated position player.
0: My other one is DJ LeMayhew.
1: Ah, uh, there you go, your guy.
0: He's my guy. Now, I know everybody's yelling at me because I'm doing the homerism thing with the Yankees. And <laughs> and I know that he got a ton of attention this year, but that's because the dude played three different positions mm-hmm. at various points throughout the year, still was eligible for a batting title, still was eligible for uh, all-star picks, and, and uh, it's... I don't know. He's he can play anywhere. <laughs> and if you yeah. get a guy who can play anywhere who's not leading the charge in in awareness and and attention, I mean, so DJ is like the Ben Zobrist of the 2016 Cubs, but he's better. And <laughs> yeah. And yeah. uh you know what I mean and he but he can do anything. Anyway, I just think he deserves even more attention than he's getting despite the high high speed attention he's been getting. Well, he, for got, his he got he got a silver before.
1: slugger this year, and he's fourth in the MVP voting. Right, and I still think he's underrated. Well, I, guess what position he won the silver slugger for? Second base. It was second base. Yep. So random <laughs> he doesn't look like a second base. I player. know he play, played
0: played <laughs> a billion years, a billion games on first, played a billion games. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was I just like, know. well, we have to give him one. Yeah, of course, (laughs) but we've got Santana over there at first base, so let's just uh,
0: yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you got if you're running into a silver slugger problem, and you know you gotta give it to DJ Lemayhew, but you're like, well, let's fill in the gaps first because we Mm -hmm. can put him anywhere in this, even in the awards. It's like, well, sweet.
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Still underrated. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He is. That's a sol- that's a solid pick. He is an underrated player, and you know part of it I think is because he's. I mean, he's so young.
0: Yeah, and he was stuck in uh, Colorado for so long.
1: Yeah, yeah. That'll that'll hey, do it. That'll do. It I right hate there. to say that Colorado. about
0: Colorado, but I mean, he didn't get a lot of attention in Colorado. Not a lot. He got he got some. He won awards there too, and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah. not not like he's doing now, which. Yeah. is it yeah it's just befitting his talent so
1: all right should we move on to the next let's move on okay so this is from luke boyden it says do you guys watch any baseball leagues from different countries like australia japan dominican republic or cuba um brig i feel like you have more of a pulse on international baseball than i do um i sat down with wilson a few weeks ago and i i can't remember if he wasn't sleeping or what but we stumbled across Venezuelan uh, winter ball on ESPN three. And I think that might be how I'm going to be getting my winter fix from now on because <laughs> yeah. that was fun. And to be completely honest, I don't know if it was Venezuela because I don't speak Spanish. I don't know where they were playing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it, it probably was, but, uh, but yeah, it could have been anywhere. But what about you, Brig?
0: Um, I honestly, I don't pay too close of a, too close attention. Um, uh, too much of it although I should pay more attention um I was in Seoul South Korea and almost ended up at a on Bears game actually and I regret not going every single day (laughs) because (laughs) yeah because that would have been a super cool experience and I I don't know that I'll ever be in Seoul ever again right so yeah yeah um it was it was a group thing the nobody wanted to go with me and uh, it was one of those situations where I would have felt more comfortable with somebody with me so I ended up not going to the ball game Um, you know it's just different different parts of the world you you know want to be by yourself and other parts of the world you really don't want to be by yourself and (laughs) that's pretty simple you know (laughs) Yeah, I got some I thought see so here's what happened Uh, short story the day before I was going to go to the Bears game in seoul um i was with a buddy of mine and we took a turn on a weird corner in in seoul and ended up in a bad part in town just oh yeah it was like we were in a great part of town we took a turn and we were just aimlessly walking and uh checking things out and we ended up getting followed and uh it was i I mean i'll leave the details out of it but it was you know very uncomfortable. So that's why the next day when I was going to go to the game, I decided not to go by myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's all. So,
0: But, I yeah. mean, I, no, to, to answer the question, I, I, I want to follow more baseball internationally. I, there's a, a Twitter account I follow, or excuse me, an Instagram account that I follow about Australian baseball. And uh, I like what I see going on there. But, obviously, there's, you know, disaster in australia right now so yeah but no i mean if there's a ball club where i travel to I'll, i check to see if you know there's a game and i weigh out the options but yeah i wouldn't say i follow it
1: yeah sorry i thought you, i thought we had talked about international baseball before and that's why i thought you were more plugged in than you were
0: well and i have been in the past i'm just not right now i see that's that's really what it is yeah. is that i'm just I'm just not right now, but I have, yeah, I have been in the past.
1: Okay, cool. Well, all right, here's our third question, our final question this week. It uh, comes from Gio Urshela for MVP. <laughs> My man. <laughs> says, if Mike Trout wasn't in the MLB, who would be the best baseball player right now? So, okay. who you got?
0: Well, hold on. I'm going to preface this, okay? Mr. Or Mrs. Gio Shella, for MVP. I'm going to admit that you stumped me. (laughs) This one took me days to think about. I I think Brad had it figured out way before I did, but I spent a long time thinking about this and weighing it out. And I, uh, I'm still uncomfortable with my decision. (laughs) 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 I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, But, okay, so my choice is Cody
1: Bellinger. Really? Yeah. That's mine, too.
0: (laughs) No, is it really? Yeah, it
1: is. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: Okay. Why? Tell me, what do you think? Because I I have a
1: couple of ideas as well. Okay. So I have right here in front of me, I have baseballreference.com. Just looking at MLB leaders for last year. So he led everybody in war. Okay, nine point yep. oh war. Okay,
0: nine point oh.
1: Yep, yep, yep. And um, and then you look at his at his page, and he has an MVP. He has a rookie of the year. He's a two time All Star, Gold Glover. Um, I mean, Silver Slugger, and he's only had three full seasons at the big league level.
0: Oh, and he's okay, got but not that. just three full
1: seasons, Brad
0: three full seasons with postseason
1: experience. That's right. Two appearances in the World Series. Oh. So... You can't beat that for a guy who's 24. Well, and not only that. Well, he's... When does he turn 24? Let me look up his birthday real quick because he was 23 during this last season. It's July 13th, 95. Okay. So, the middle of next season, he's going to turn 24.
0: Yeah. This is his age 24 season
1: is 2020. Yeah. So... It's not just that he has all those accolades to go to it to attach to his name. And he was a top ten MVP finisher his first his rookie season. But yeah. it's not only it's not just that, but it's that he's getting better. He's continuing to improve because his first yep. two seasons, he was a liability defensively. This last year, no. No, no, no. Yeah. He was the man in the outfield. Yeah. So that that's why he's my best player, is that he's He's proven to be one of the best players in the, in the National League. You know, you've got Christian Yelich that he's competing with. You see all the commercials, play a game of MVP, whatever. But he's continuing to get better, and he's still so young. So that, yeah. that that's why he's he's my guy. What about you?
0: Okay, everything you said, but I'm going to change one of your answers to fit my opinion. <laughs> you said, You said <laughs> his commercials and whatever, right, all the – MVP and the branding and whatever Mm -hmm. okay but that to me that's the thing Mike Trout is missing is the brand the thing Mike Trout is missing is the figurehead and the mouthpiece and could be in the guy drawing the crowds and getting people excited getting people interested and uh and that for a guy who's 23 is not only impressive but he is going to mature in these non-tangibles and he's going to mature into giving us more of this brand awareness and and figurehead stuff that I uh need more of. I just need
1: more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We do need more out of it, more out of the the best guys in the league. We we need more yeah. of it from them. And it's not just I mean, and it's not just for our own selfish reasons. The league needs it.
0: The, so that and that's what I'm saying, because we you, we need more people. We need more eyes on. When Christian Yelich did the body issue of ESPN Magazine, uh-huh. that was that was fantastic. Right, that's the kind of mm-hmm. stuff that I'm talking about. That's the stuff we need.
1: Well, and it, and the thing that's funny about that is it it wasn't just the fact that he did it, but um, it shows people because he, I feel like for a long time the image of baseball players was David Wells, right? The fat Mm. drunk. Sure. People were, you know, and John Kruk, that baseball players don't need to be in shape. You're only running 90 feet at a time, you know, getting a double or triple at most, whatever. You know, baseball players don't need to be in shape. But when Christian Yelich did the body issue, I feel like it completely flipped the stereotype of baseball players it d- it did for a lot I'm sure for a lot of people, yeah that you know most of the, i I say most i'm I'm hoping that at least ninety nine percent of the league is not on steroids, but these guys are are actual athletes, yeah, legitimate yep. shredded athletes, just like what you'd see in any other professional sport, so I think you know on top of everything, these
0: sort of intangibles that's why I went with Bellinger,
1: yeah. And I totally agree with that. I actually, he's one of a couple players, is all that I follow on Instagram because he has a personality. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah, you gotta have a. I need you to have a personality, like the video with Bo Bichette talking oh, yeah. to the kid, in, was it Nigeria or in the, one of the islands? What was it? I think it was one of the islands. I don't know for sure though. Um. Anyway, that's what I'm talking about, right? Like, you show us your humility, man. Show us your humanity at the same time.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I feel
0: like that's the kind of stuff we, we're, we're starting to see from some of these younger guys, and that's, I think, perfect. So Cody Bellinger's fit that category, mm-hmm. and uh, and that makes him one of the best players in baseball right now, maybe the best outside of Mike Trout.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, baseball family, feel free to answer any of these questions. Um, I'm going to put them on the episode page on BaseballTogether.com. I'm going to include them at the bottom there. So if you want to comment there, you can, or you can respond um on the Facebook group anywhere you can respond anywhere and we want to hear what you think uh we want you to answer these questions of uh your favorite uh, who you think is the best player who you think is overrated anything like that or uh, un- I guess we're talking underrated so anybody who's underrated stuff like that so feel free to answer these questions and uh, participate in the conversation don't forget to check out the the t-shirts and the pillows we have pillows people
0: we have pillows that are <laughs> baseball pillows on the shop it's at shop9 com. it's the number nine us.com shop9 com. t-shirts just for baseball people even stuff that's not for baseball people that you know if you're if you're significant other or you got a kid or whatever and it's their first time at a ball game or they need something fun or cute to wear to the ballpark but they don't want to. you don't want to shell out for something at the team store or you're just going to minor league game and you know, you're visiting or whatever. We have stuff that you can wear that's still baseball stuff, but it's cute, et cetera. Anyway, (laughs) jump on there, check out stuff. um, And uh, yeah, everything goes to support
1: the cause. That's right. And baseball family, we talked some about baseball com today. You can go check out the, uh, I guess, I guess it's our blog, right? Yeah. Go go check out baseball com. Brig mentioned that he wrote an article this week. We finally got him to write something. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> wrote about what he would do if he was, uh, if he was the MLB commissioner, um, and you can read some other stuff on there. You can also listen to the podcast there. And, you know, we've been talking about making some changes to the podcast. Um, not, I guess not changes, but making some improvements to the podcast. Um, tune in next week. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, and I think next week's going to be the first time we do it. Um, it's going to be a big surprise, something fun that we've been talking about doing. What do you think Briggs? should be, uh, should we uh, drop our improvements next week? We sure can. All right. I think we'll do it. I think we're going to do it they next week. Do you want to? Do you want um, to? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do it. I think it'll be fun.
0: All right. I'm down.
1: So All right. So we'll talk more. Like I said, we'll talk more about it during next week's episode. Let you know exactly what is different. Until then, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast, and tell your friends about us. And Baseball Family, we will catch you next week.